Welcome to the Lit Baron of Life. This is your host, Lucas Taylor. And today we're going to be reading Esther 1 through 5. Persian King's Banquet. This is what happened in the days of Assyrus, the Assyrius who reigned over 127 provinces from India to Ethiopia. At that time, King Assyrius sat on his royal throne in the castle in Shashan. In the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his princes and his servants, the military leaders of Persia and Media, plus the nobles and officials of the provinces were present. He displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty for many days, a hundred and eighty days. When these days were over, the king gave a banquet, lasting seven days, in the garden court of the king's palace for all the people who were present in the palace at Shashan, for both the greatest to the least. There were white and blue linen curtains hung by cords of fine linen and purple on silver rings and marble columns, gold and silver couches on a mosaic pavement of alabaster, marble, mother of pearl and minerals. Wine was served in golden goblets, each of which was different from the other, and the royal wine was abundant according to the king's wealth. In keeping with the law, there were no restrictions on drinking, for the king had instructed the supervisors of his household to comply with each person's desire. In, in addition, Queen Vashti held a banquet for the women in the royal palace of King Ashurus. Vashti refuses to, to appear. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry from the wine, he commanded Mehuman, Biz, Etha, Harbona, Bigtha, Abagtha, Zethar, and Carcas, the seven eunuchs who attended Asherus the king, to bring Queen Vashti before the king wearing the royal crown. He wanted to show the people and the officials her beauty, for she was very attractive. But Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command conveyed by the eunuchs. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. So the king consulted the wise men who discerned the times, for it was the king's practice to consult experts in matters of law and justice. Those closest to him were Karshena, Shathar, Adamatha, Tarshish, Maris, Marsena, and Muachan, the seven princes of Persia and Media who had access to the king's presence and were the highest in the kingdom. By law, what is it to be done with Queen Vashti for failing to obey the command of King Ashrish? conveyed by the eunuchs. Then Mu Memu Khan answered in the presence of the king and the princes, Queen Vashti 
has wronged not only the king, but all the princes and peoples who are in the provinces of King Ahasuerus. For the queen's conduct will go out to all the women, making their husbands contemptible in their eyes by saying, King Asterisk commanded Queen Vashti to be brought in before him, but she would not come. This very day, the noble women of Persia and Midia, who have heard of the matter concerning the queen, will respond similarly to all the king's princes, and there will be no end to the contempt and anger. If it pleases the king, let a royal commandment go forth from him, and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Midia, which cannot be repealed, that Vashti may not come into the presence of King Asherus, and let the king give her royal status to another who is more worthy than she. Then the king's edict, which he will enact, will be proclaimed throughout all his vast kingdom, and all the wives will give their husbands honor from the greatest to the smallest. The matter pleased the king and the princes, so the king did according to the word of Memucan. He sent letters throughout all the royal provinces, to each province in his, its own script, and to each people in its own language that every man should be in charge of his own household and speak the language of his own people. Esther, Esther wins favor. After these things, when King Ahasuerus' anger subsided, he remembered Vashti and what she had done and what had been decreed against her. Then the king's servants who attended him said, Let a search be made on the king's behalf for beautiful young virgins. Let the king appoint officers in all the provinces of his kingdom to gather together all the beautiful young virgins to the place palace at Shushan in the house of women under supervision of Haggai, the king's eunuch, who oversees the women. Let them be given beauty treatments. Then let the young women who pleases the king become queen instead of Vashti. This advice pleased the king, and he acted accordingly. There was a Jewish man in the Shushan palace, whose name was Mordecai, son of Jair, son of Shimei, son of Kish, a Benjamite who had been taken into exile from Jerusalem with the captives that had been carried away with King Jehoniah of Judah, whom King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon had taken away. He had raised Hadassah, that is Esther, his uncle's daughter, for she had neither father nor mother. The girl was attractive and had a beautiful figure. When her father and mother died, Mordecai took her to him as her own daughter. After the king's order and decree became known, many young women were assembled in the palace of Shashan under the supervision of Haggai. Esther was taken into the king's household under the supervision of Haggai, guardian of the women. 
This young woman pleased him and found favor with him. He quickly arranged her beauty treatments and provided her special food. He also provided her with seven specially chosen young women from the king's household. Then he moved her and her maids to the best palace in the woman's house. Esther had not disclosed her people or lineage, because Mordecai had commanded her not to make them known. Every day, Mordecai walked in front of the women's courtyard to find out how Esther was and what might happen to her. When each young woman's turn came to go to the king of Asherus, and king Asherus, at the end of twelve months, as prescribed by the women, for in this way they fulfilled their beautification, six months with oil, with myrrh, and six months with perfumes and women's cosmetics. The young women would go to the king in this way. Whatever she asked for was given to her to take with her from the women's house to the king's palace. In the evening she would go, and in the morning she would return to the second women's house under the supervision of Shashgaz, the king's eunuch, guardian of the concubines. She would not go back to the king unless the king was pleased with her and summoned her by name. When the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Bahilhael, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her as the daughter, as his daughter, to go to the king, she did not ask for anything except what Haggai, the king's eunuch, the guardian of women, advised. And Esther won favor in the eyes of all who saw her. Then Esther was taken to the king Ahasuerus at his royal house in the tenth month, which is the month to vent in the seventh year of his reign. Now the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she won his grace and favor more than all other virgins. So he placed the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. The king gave a great banquet Esther's banquet for all his princes and servants. He proclaimed a holiday for the provinces and distributed gifts in keeping with the king's wealth. When the virgins were assembled a second time, Mordecai was sitting in the king's gate. Esther had not yet made known her lineage or her people, just as Mordecai had told her. Esther continued to follow Mordecai's instructions as she had done when he was bringing her up. Mordecai foils a plot. In those days, while Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthan and Teresh, two of the king's eunuchs who guarded the doorway, became angry and conspired to assassinate King Asiris. But Mordecai found out about the plot and told it to Queen Esther. Esther informed the king in Mordecai's name. When the matter was investigated and found out to be so, they were both hanged on the gallows. It was then written in the book of the Chronicles in the king's presence. Haman hates the Jews. Sometime later, King Sirius promoted Haman, son of Amid Adatha, the Aga. Guide, elevating him and setting his chair above them, above all 
the officials who were with him. All the king's servants who were at the king's gate bowed down and paid honor to Haman, for the king had commanded it. But Mordecai would not bow down or pay him honor. Then the king's servants who were at the king's gate said to Mordecai, Why are you disobeying the king's command? Day after day they spoke to him, but he would not listen to them. Therefore they told Haman in order to see whether Mordecai's resolve would prevail. For he had told them that he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai was not bowing down or paying him honor, Haman was filled with rage. But it was repugnant in his eyes to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had told him the identity of Mordecai's people. So Haman sought to destroy all the Jews, the people of Mordecai, who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus. Yeah. In the first month, that is, month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, they cast the pure, the pur, that is, the lot, in the presence Haman, in the presence of Haman from the day to day and month to month, up to the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. Haman then said to King Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom, whose laws differ from those of every other people, and who do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's interest to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let an edict be written to destroy them. I will pay 10,000 talents of silver into the hands of those who carry out this business to put it into the king's treasuries. The king, the king took his signet ring from his hand and gave it to Haman, son of Hamadathah, the Ag Agite enemy of the Jews. The king said to Haman, The silver and the people are yours. Do with them as you please. The king's scribes were summoned in the first month, on the thirteenth day, and an edict was written as Haman had commanded. Everything Haman commanded was written to the king's provincial governors, and to the officials who were in every province, and to the officials of every people, province by province, according to its scripts, and people by people, according to its language. It was written in the name of King Ahasuerus, and sealed with the king's ring. Dispatches were sent by couriers into all the king's provinces, stating to destroy, slay, and annihilate all the Jews, from the youth to the elderly, both little children and women, on a single day, the thirteenth day of the twelve month, the month of Adar, and to plunder their possessions. A copy of the edict was to be issued as law in every province and made known to all people so that they would be ready for that day. The couriers went out hurriedly with the king's command and the edict was issued in the palace in Shashan. The king and Haman then sat down to drink, but the city of Shashan was dumbfounded. If I perish, 
When Mordecai learned all that was done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the middle of the city, crying out in a loud and bitter voice. He went only as far as the king's gate, but no one could enter the king's gate clothed in sackcloth. In each and every province where the king's edict and law came, there was a great mourning among the Jews with fasting and weeping and wailing. Many put on sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her the queen was greatly distressed, she sent clothes for Mordecai to put on so he would remove his sackcloth, but he refused. So Esther summoned Hathach, Athak, one of the king's eunuchs, whom I had appointed to attend her, and ordered him to go to Mordecai to find the cause and the reason for this. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the city square in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, even the exact amount of money that Haman had promised to pay the king's treasuries for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a written copy of the decree which had been distributed in Shushan for their, for their annihilation to show to Esther and to go and to explain it to her. He instructed her to go into the king to beg his favor and plead before him on behalf of her people. Hathak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then Esther spoke to Hathak and gave him instruction for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's province fully understand that for anyone, man or woman, who appreciates the inner courtyard without being summoned, he has one law that he be put to death unless the king extends his golden scepter permitting him to live but I have not been summoned to come to the king for thirty days. So they conveyed Esther's words to Mordecai. Mordecai told them to reply to Esther with this answer. Do not think in your soul that you will escape in the king's household more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Who knows whether you have attained royal status for such time as this? Esther sent this to reply to Mordecai. Go, gather together all the Jews who are in Shashan and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast in the same way. Afterwards, I will go into the king, even though it is not accepting according to the it is not according to the law so if i perish i perish so mordecai left and did all that esther commanded him esther's request of the king on the third day esther put on her royal apparel and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the king's hall the king was sitting on his royal throne in the hall facing the entrance. When the king saw Queen Esther standing in the courtyard, she found favor in his eyes. So the king held out to Esther the golden scepter 
in his hand, and Esther approached and touched the top of the scepter, then said to the king to her, and then, then said the king to her, What is it, Queen Esther? Whatever you request, even as much as of half of the kingdom, it will be given to you. So Esther said, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come this day to the banquet that I have prepared for him. The king replied, Bring Haman quickly, so that we may do what Esther said. Then the king and Haman came to the banquet that Esther prepared. As they were drinking wine, the king said to Esther, What is your request? It will be granted to you. Whatever you request, even as much as half the kingdom, it will be fulfilled. Esther answered and said, My petition and my request is this. If I have found favor in the king's eyes, if it pleases the king to grant my petition and my request, then let the king and Haman come tomorrow to the banquet that I will prepare for them, and then I will do as the king requests. Gallows for Mordecai Haman went out that day happy and in good spirits. However, when Haman saw Mordecai at the king's gate, he did not rise or tremble before him. Haman was filled with rage against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. He sent for his friends and his wife, Zeresh. Haman boasted to them about his vast wealth, his many sons, and how the king had promoted him and exalted him above the other officials and servants of the king. Haman added, And that's not all. Queen Esther invited only me to accompany the king to a banquet that she prepared and she also invited me along with the king tomorrow. Yes, all this does not satisfy me as long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. Then Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends said to him, Let them set up a gallows fifty cubits high, and in the morning ask the king to have Mordecai hanged on it. Then go happily with the king to the banquet. This idea delighted Haman and he ordered the gallows to be built. And that concludes the reading of Esther 1 through 5. As you may have noticed, I was really struggling with pronouncing the names of quite a few words here, yet again, same as last podcast episode, especially the king, I think I already said that. But anyways, if uh, you want to learn more about this, book the bible highly recommend you check out my recommended non-sponsored resources down below in the description or the show notes and yeah today's uh fortune cookie is each day compel yourself to do something you would rather not do that goes amazingly well with the story of esther about her uh esther trying to do something right that she doesn't want to do that's potentially dangerous too so amazing how that kind of went well that um, fortune cookie and today's national days are world teen mental wellness day uh, I guess I'm kind of a teen I'm 19 almost 20 so sort of teen 
uh, yeah, get well, stay, stay healthy, wear a mask. Uh, a national read across America day, Dr. Seuss day. Oh man, Dr. Seuss is the bomb, you know, good childhood memories, you know, reading Dr. Seuss. They had so many, they've made so many like new Dr. Seuss stories though. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I've read plenty of those, but I think the classic ones are the best, you know, classic art and all that sort of stuff. And then National Banana Cream Pie Day. Yo, that is some good stuff. I love banana cream pie. That's good. And then National Old Stuff Day. Hmm. I've got some old stuff around the house. Speaking of which, um... Harmless plug. Uh, keep an eye on my eBay store where I sell old stuff from around the house. I'm not currently selling anything at the moment, but keep keep an eye out. Might be selling a printer or something pretty soon. I am also working on selling some merch. Like uh, I'm selling a notebook right now with my logo on it, so you might want to pick that up from uh, eBay or Etsy. And then deepest question or deep question of the day from thoughtcatalog.com, not a sponsor, is what was the worst phase in your life? Hmm. Maybe high school. I don't know. It's pretty immature sometimes in high school, so I don't know. I wish I could redo that, but you know, whatever. What about you? I'm going to be linking uh, the anchor link of this podcast in the description below so you can send in um, your answer to the question that I ask every episode. Also, if you like this episode or any of the uh, podcast episodes, then uh, please share it wherever you're listening from YouTube or from uh, any any podcast location. If uh, you want to uh, leave a review or comment or like, subscribe, follow, whatever whatever it says on your location of listening to this. Please do that. It really supports the channel. Thanks.